0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me as always is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Charlie Backtail, founder and CEO of Cresco Labs. Charlie, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm doing well today. Thanks uh, thanks for having me. Excited
0: to be here. Kind of taking it one step further from an infrastructure standpoint, we've seen the emphasis on wholesale and then a focus on retail. Does the data align and give you let's give visibility into trends kind of before they happen?
1: Focus on data has been... At the forefront for us for the last three four years a, a lot of emphasis on the tech side of it you know we have our own proprietary system at retail um and we use the retail data now from 70 stores that we have across the country or 70 sunny sides 70 or 71 we're 70 yeah 70 still we use that data heavily and um to know your consumer and so that data feeds what we do on the product side on the brand side and also tells us how we're competing in the marketplace. So, yeah, focus on data has been been really key to the way that we've been approaching the market and the way we see our position in it. And uh, I think that'll be that'll be normal uh, as this industry continues to mature and develop.
0: So rescheduling seems to be a major callus on the horizon, maybe sooner rather than later. What specifically does rescheduling do for Cresco's business?
1: Primarily, it is the the economics of rescheduling, right? we've been spending a lot of time over the years thinking about how you mitigate the impact of of uh, IRC 280E right the draconian um, tax consequences of being a schedule 1 or a schedule 2 and i can tell you i i don't know that if i go back 3 years 2 years i don't think getting it rescheduled was the was the clearest path to mitigating the impact of 280E but i think it's presenting itself as the as the most likely and, um, and maybe most near-term opportunity to get out from underneath the, the blanket of, of 280E. That's, for Cresco as a, as a company, um, that would be the largest impact. I think for cannabis in general, it's something at a federal level. It is some level of federal reform. And while there's a, there's a totally valid debate on whether or not it's sufficient or the right way to go about it, I think everybody has to acknowledge that that if it happens, it's the it's the first thing that we will have seen unless something jumps in front of it. It's going to be the first. It's the first example of federal reform that that we've seen in in uh, generations. And that's big. Uh, and And usually. I I don't put it this way. I don't think it'll be the last, right? It allows for research to be done at an incredibly, like infinitely simpler way of of getting research done on it. And data is helpful. As helpful as it is for me in running my business, data is helpful for legislators to make uh, decisions also. So I think the impact, the longer term impact of rescheduling is it puts you on a path to broader federal reforms. And in the long term, the economic impact of that will dwarf the impact of 280 e-relief. But in the immediate uh, sense, 280 e-relief will be very, very welcomed and impactful.
0: I read you reference 2023 is the year of the core strategy. What is 2024?
1: Yeah, we haven't unveiled 2024 yet, but I could tell you with the success that we've we've had and we've created in 2023, I think you can see some some sort of an extension of the approach in 24, you know, sort of maximizing what we've been able to start in 23 and continue to lean into it in 24 creating the healthiest cresco labs possible is is how we create the strongest and most valuable cresco labs possible too so you know it's, it's important for us internally to remind ourselves where I think in years past as we have thought about the the macro uh placement of, of where cannabis as a sector is you know, I, I personally have said in the past like hey cannabis isn't going to wait for you like we we got to move we got to do it we got to create it we got to go and I think what we are, we are seeing as the macroeconomic environment and the sector kind of converge here is you have to be urgently patient and you have to do the things that you need to do to make sure that you've got a strong, viable company, no matter which way the winds blow. And uh, you'll continue to see that from us as we, we come into 2024 also. And by no means does that mean we take our eye off. Off growth. We like the growth that's in our footprint. You know, we're staring at Ohio, Florida, and Pennsylvania as growth catalysts for us. And then we also, of course, have one eye that's always observing what's going on in other states. And if those are markets that we want to be in and the right opportunity presents itself, we wouldn't hesitate to capitalize on opportunities like that, too.
0: Is there a market that you're more excited or interested in than, than say the others between Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, and New York? In there, just to...
1: they they all have their 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 pros, and I wouldn't I don't know that I would consider that that transition a con in any respect. Look, Florida, uh, Brian
0: needed to hear that. Nice. That's, that's good for Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from, an, from an absolute size standpoint, you know I think Florida could be really impressive, but you still also need. You need legislation to be passed before you could get there, right? So that still has a hurdle to uh, to cross. Pennsylvania, you know, we have really large position in Pennsylvania and, and market leadership. and And so a transition from medical to adult use would be a really great opportunity for Cresco. Of course, you still have the legislative hurdle to cross in Pennsylvania too. So then you look at Ohio and the legislative hurdle has been crossed. Uh, so now you can start preparing yourself for what adult use looks like. And not only do I think Cresco has an opportunity to improve our position just to sort of get our standard positioning in the market on the retail side. I do think I think we have the data is tough on the retail side, but I think we have either the, the largest market share from retail sales or we're, we're definitely in the top tier from a retailer's perspective, but not necessarily on the production side. So not only do we have an opportunity to get up to our standard as we make some investments and improve what's going on there, but the market itself, the delta between what it, what it is as a medical program and what it will be as an adult use program, I think is the biggest delta of those three just on a percentage basis. So that's a, that's a really nice growth opportunity for the market and for Cresco in that market. So and regulatory or legislative hurdle crossed. So if I was going to say which I was most excited about, I take Bird in Hand that has the greatest upside for both us as an individual operator and the market itself. That's a, that's a great win.
0: Let's slightly switch gears and do a quick rapid fire. Okay. True or false, doing regulation well is a business model. It is. Yes, yeah, true. A life-changing book. Uh, the Obstacle is the
1: Way was a phenomenal book for me. I also like Trailblazers from Mark Benioff.
0: Cannabis beverage, yay or nay?
1: Yay in the future.
0: What outside company are you drawing inspiration from when building Cresco?
1: Oh, great question. I, I, maybe I have to give it to Salesforce uh, again based on their, their philosophy that corporations can be the, the largest uh, positive change agent if they want to be.
0: Under the radar state you think most are sleeping on?
1: <laughs> Good question. Uh I don't know if anybody's sleeping on Ohio anymore. So that would have been my answer two months ago. What happened? Florida? Yeah. Wow. It could be really, really big.
0: It's numbers look massive. What happens first? Bears win the Super Bowl or cannabis is federally legalized? Jeez, cannabis gets federally legalized. Dream smoking session, three people dead or alive.
1: Look, I would throw I would throw Bob in there. Marley, um, I would throw Bob Marley in there. I'd love to smoke a joint with uh, uh, Representative Dave Joyce. I think that would be, would be super interesting. And then, interesting enough, uh, you know, my stepdad uh, will always be in that circle.
0: Most bullish product category growth over the next five years. Over the next five years,
1: well, a lot depends on what happens with the regulatory structure that takes shape. But, uh, you know, hard to bet against flour. But I think of a, a vape is a, is a much more palatable, easy, scalable, easier, less intimidating entry point, to for the next consumer who's coming into the cannabis space.
0: An aspect about your business that you are personally skeptical of that has grown faster and better than you anticipated? Possibly the retail side. What aspect of your business keeps you up at night? All of it. A message to retail investors that have been burned in the past?
1: Oh, it's got to be a long-term investment. When regulatory or legislative change is needed, you've got to be willing to stick it out. This is not a get-rich-quick uh, opportunity.
0: If you could put anything on a billboard, metaphorically speaking, to get a message to billions of people, it could be an image, quote, word, or something that inspired you. What's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: Huh. First thing that comes to mind is the obstacle is the way.
0: What is one fact about the cannabis industry that would shock or surprise people in the industry? 280E. Five years from now, what has your team accomplished?
1: The team has has fulfilled the vision of Cresco. Vision was to be the most important company in cannabis. And I, I think we will, five years from now, you'll be looking at Cresco going, that was the most important company in cannabis.
0: When you got started in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong?
1: Uh, what did I get right is that Uh, responsible plus respectable is how you get to robust. Uh, What did I get wrong? I probably underestimated how challenging this industry would end up being, but I'm all right with that too.
0: So Charlie, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to buy Cresco Lab stock. Where can they find you?
1: Crescolabs.com. It's our website. Awesome.
0: We'll look it up the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Thank you both for having me. This was terrific. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out.